0: Across the galaxy this is where conspiracy on the wild side meets the perspective of a lifetime this is the free zone with your host freeman
1: hello and welcome to the free zone ah escapism wouldn't it be great (laughs) if we could just (laughs) escape this crazy planet that we live on well our guest tonight matt presby He'll he'll will bring about the philosophy that in a mind wave universe, you get what you think. And I'm so excited to discuss our reality today with Matt. I'll give you guys a little catch up on who Matt is because it's been a while since he's been on the free zone. Matt Presti is a meta-scientist, a musician, patriot, philosopher, poet, practitioner of universal law, natural science, and living philosophy. He produces audio and video broadcasts and is the host of Exploration of Consciousness. And uh, we're going to give you some uh, insight on that and how you can get a hold of that using FreeMan. 20 as the promo code we'll get into that later he's the former director of operations and president of the university of science and philosophy which was the walter russell foundation uh he's a volunteer firefighter in montauk rural fire department in missouri and so much more as you will learn here today on the free zone so please welcome matt Presty to the show hey matt
0: free man it's good to be back, buddy. Thank you for the invite.
1: Yeah, very good, man. And let's always give some love to Steve because he's the one who keeps me on the ball. So, uh, producer Steve, thank you. Yeah, for, thanks, for Steve. <laughs> good guy. Good guy. Well, I thought I'd open this show with a topical topic. One of the things that are on the mind right now, because as you say, in a mind wave universe, you will get what you think. Keep that in mind, folks. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I've been looking into this whole UFO, UAP story as it's been breaking with Arrow and the DOD announcing their new website to track and, and monitor and to bring you the information of UFOs as they arrive. And I've been looking into all the different origin stories, origin and intent of extraterrestrials and UFOs as to what could possibly be going on. Uh, listening to David Grush, listening to everybody that uh, has a thought on all of this. I mean, my Twitter feed's just ridiculous with with grays and flying saucers at this point. (laughs) Uh, uh, But I'm digging in. I'm taking it all in. Of course, I've been studying this stuff since I was 10 years old. So there's not a lot of new information for me. I find it interesting that there really isn't a whole lot of new information for me. But I found this very intriguing in light of our conversation And that is that the, uh, some state, and these are in the earlier, uh, reflections on UFOs and such, but, um, in origins and intents of UFOs and the idea, so they had stated that UFOs cannot fully manifest until we believe in them. And this has a lot to do with, uh, this whole out rolling of this uh rolling out of this the official uh recognition of ufos you know now it's the government you know oh for the first time ever (laughs) like what what are you talking about but now they're trying to make it so real and i was thinking in light of our conversation you know maybe this is true for our entire reality right if ufos can't manifest until we believe in them Are the things that we're presenting that are then later proven over time, are we manifesting the very horror that we're seeking to avoid uh, as we start to project into this reality what we start to think and see in this uh, bizarre life that we are currently existing in? Oh, my God. (laughs) So many layers to the surreality of our existence today. Yeah, 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 indeed. Are we manifesting this? What you know is that a good place for us to open this conversation, Matt?
0: Sure, man. It's you know
1: it is a mind wave universe, and
0: I, I know for myself, and I can only speak from an authority position when I can look at my own experience. And I certainly, it's been true for me that I get what I think, more or less, and and uh, it's not necessarily instant appearance of whatever i'm thinking about because certainly we've you know there's times i've wanted to blow the world up that i've been so angry you know over something or something happened when i was younger and you know you're in an emotional state and you just want you want to just punch the eject button you know and thank god things don't instantaneously materialize just because we think them if we did this world would have been gone a long time ago um but Certainly when it comes to things like UFOs, I'm, I'm reminded of a book I just finished recently, uh, actually, a few months ago, it was called uh, Flying Saucers, A Modern Myth of Things Seen in the Skies by Carl Gustav Jung. And in it, in particular, there's a, a really interesting quote that I actually typed out because it was so profound and it, it dealt directly and it would come after, I actually did the Dispelling Dimensional Madness documentary. And it was sort of a, because certainly if I'd have seen this quote prior, I would have put it in there. But this was from the man himself. He says, as the old masters say, our water is fire an identity, which as soon as we think about it, splits into opposites, as also does the unconscious God image. This seeming mystery is characteristic of all that it is. I'm sorry, let me restart that sentence. This seeming mystery is characteristic of all that is. It is so and yet not so, especially the unconscious, whose reality we can experience only in parables. In the same way, a fourth dimension can be regarded only as a mathematical fiction, an intellectual sophistry, or a revelation of the unconscious, for we have no direct experience of it. And that is a profound statement, for one, because what he's also alluding to, he's comparing that same thing, the fourth dimension, to the experience of the UFO. So he basically regards the UFO as a fiction or an intellectual sophistry, or a revelation of the unconscious, for we have no direct experience of it. So meaning we can't just go, you know, we can go and see the Grand Canyon, we can have an experience of it, but we can't go see a UFO because we don't know when or where they're going to appear. So that's sort of the, you know, falls into the revelation of the unconscious. And it's interesting because that's what he says is sort of the myth, is things of the unconscious become mythical or they are mythical because they haven't there's no way to directly experience them other than through a revelation or you know it, it can be regarded as fiction. So even he felt in the surmising of the book that these experiences were basically the unconscious bringing to people's attention something that wants to be regarded and it could be trauma, it could be shadow, it could be pain, it could be um, fear, things of that nature. So he kind of really looked at it from a psychological perspective, which was a very refreshing and interesting perspective, because we don't often think about things like this, phenomenal things like this, from a, a psychological perspective. We just assume they're real, we make movies about it, we talk about it, but we never really question how is it, how does all this really relate to the mind? So,
1: yeah, I found that to be pretty interesting take. Absolutely. Yeah, this idea of multiple dimensions, uh, as you highlight in that video, is is a thought game. I mean, we, we can't actually, I mean, they, they they constantly say it. Well, if you imagine that there's a fourth dimension and uh, of course we can't exist in this fourth dimension. And if you were in a one dimensional universe, then you would see a circle instead of a sphere. And if then uh, that sphere were moving away from you, you couldn't tell whether it was just getting larger or smaller You would be able to, you would just think it was shrinking instead of moving away because you didn't have that dimension. But if we try to get to the fourth dimension and the fourth dimension is time, but time isn't really time and this isn't really the fourth dimension. Now you need to form a tesseract and try to see for, you know, all these cubes put together and try to see this tesseract. And, you know, I mean, come on. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's, it's,
0: it's a sophistry game. It's, it's bait and switch. There's no, they'll even admit themselves in scientism that these things in which they talk about have no no actual existence their mathematical theories is all it is it's theoretical which is why it's called mathematics (laughs) Yes. so because to this day there is no experimental evidence and that's that's the one thing that People just need that, that thing right there, that there's no experimental evidence to prove any of this exists. So, so that right there is the cat out of the bag, which means all your 5D friends who live in 5D live in a fantasy world. And that's why I also tackled the topic of escapism. And I will clarify, there are healthy forms of escapism. You know, some people like to smoke a joint and kick back in a chair. Other people like to take walks in the woods to, you know, just put their problems to the side and breathe in some nature. That's all healthy escapism. But I think when it goes toxic, which I draw that that parallel, the toxic escapism is when you escape literally to a fictional place in order not to deal with the world as it is. And because so many people do that, and it's, there's multiple religions that, that, allow for it there's even scientism now itself is according to many people and i was one of the first to say it a religion back in in the early 2000s i i saw certain things that you know required were very faith. Cult- cultish about it so
1: and, and required faith
0: yeah yeah indeed a lot of faith indeed because the big bang is is all faith itself the <laughs> the very theory is belongs to a Jesuit Catholic priest who Pope Pius XII, said, Well, thank you, Georges Lemaite, um, you've now validated Genesis 1-1. And that that was how the Pope publicly acknowledged Georges's theory, which happened to become how, I don't know, but happened to become the main scientific explanation of the creation of the universe itself and it's still championed so we basically have a religious uh theory which is taught in all the schools across the earth as the uh, origin story for the whole universe which i find extremely interesting because science doesn't want to talk about that they're like oh no no no! don't pay attention to that just believe it because We don't want to talk about how it's got religious beginnings, even though we rail all day and night on religion, right? But we don't want to talk about that our whole basis of all our sciences is based on bullshit, hogwash, something that never actually could be proven or not to have ever happened. So just that little parallel there is is telling of the whole of the
1: institution called science. Absolutely. So here we are spending billions of dollars building and, and maintaining CERN. Ooh. And now they're building the FCC, the Future Circular Collider, that's supposed to come on operation around 2036. That's like three times the size of CERN. Uh, What are your thoughts on on this whole particle physics and, and, and the amount of effort? Is CERN doing, in your opinion, uh, anything like what we think it is?
0: Well, they fancy it up because it what does it really do but smash particles together at high rates of speed, and then they see what comes off in the bubble chambers and all of that which comes off of the collision is only exists for billionths of a second or less. So it's really interesting to me that you know they're they're saying, well, we, We found the Higgs-Bozo particle because we smashed a bunch of particles together in a collider, but that's not evidence of anything, any more than if we were to shoot two bullets together and watch what comes off of it and then call that the particle that created the universe. It's absurd. The whole of it's absurd. And I assert in my research that it's the most colossal waste of money that humanity has ever spent. Because it, it hasn't done anything to lift up the soul of humanity, to lift up humanity as a whole. And all that money could have been better spent in in other ways. But of course, as they say, the road to hell is always paved with good intentions. But I assert that it is never paved with clarity. And we could use some more clarity in science, that's for sure. Definitely. Definitely.
1: It's, uh, <laughs> trust the science, Matt, come on. Yeah. <laughs>
0: if we haven't had a lesson in in what real science is lately, at least their version of it. It's not real science. It's fa science. And you got Jesuits like, you know, the, the Pied Piper, uh, Anthony Fauci running around leading people off of cliffs. You know, I see people masking up again at the local store and I just shake my head. I'm like, "Here we go again. You know, here here come the dunce hats. All, one by one, the lemmings march off the cliff. You know, and it's unfortunate because it's a lot of old people, uh, Asian and black people, unfortunately, and and many white liberals buy into this stuff because that's their, you know, it's sort of the the game of fear gets you. You know, when when you'll stand on one leg and hop because somebody tells you to. There's serious things you need to ask yourself, you know, is this the right thing? Am I doing this for the right reasons? You know, so fear is really the only thing they've got on us. And it's the old Machiavelli, you know, don't reciprocate. Fear is a one way street. Reciprocation is two way, which is what the universe really is. And that's, they don't want you to know that they want you to think it's going to die so that you're afraid of it. and You can never get something back from it by giving to it. That's the secret of alchemy. It's one of the secrets of alchemy, I should say, is that you marry the opposites and then you command them. And they uh, they certainly have information that they don't want getting out. And I think uh, when it comes to the universe and the the whole of the the science movement, it's again, it's just like religion. It's fear. You know, you can only get to the God particle through us, or you can only get to God through the priesthood. It's, you know, you're, who was it that said you're, you're born to a doctor in a white, white coat. And so they got you by the, from cradle to grave, you're born to the doctor in a white coat, and then you die, you leave out to the guy in the black robe. So it's like, you know, if we're going to break free of this, we really need to, to to actually do it. And to do that, we need to see and learn to see the universe in, in a different way than what we've been taught and instructed to see through their Uh, mind control prisons called academia school and universities
1: when it comes to covid i uh you can believe what you want right i've not seen any evidence to suggest that covid actually exists and i can say that (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i i
0: I was fortunate to speak with uh josh and adam Biggleson, and uh we talked for about an hour and a half about, you know, the terrain theory. And it's very interesting. You know, I'm I'm just gonna say I I still am doing a walk around the whole of it because there's certain questions that I have to I have to garner the answer for well enough to know that I can A dismiss this position or B accept this one. But, you know, it's there's no shame in walking around something as long as it takes till you're comfortable. You know, I'm not going to jump into any camp of anybody for any reason until I'm 100 percent sure. And I'm just I'm sort of uh, undecided. I'm in the undecided camp currently. So I'm taking a hard look at it. I ordered uh, their father's book. Um, on holographic blood and it's it's going to be an interesting read my book list is like 35 miles long so i have to you know keep going through and, and and just tackling each one as i can and what interests me and and that's certainly an interesting thing the the origins what it is and you know
1: it's going to be interesting to see where that goes as well yeah i only pose the question because we're talking about the world of thought mm-hmm. and you can see that with the with the COVID crisis, uh, if you can if you can go into the thought game, you know, audience here, into the thought game that that COVID didn't actually ever exist, and that it was all propaganda, and that uh, everything else was a result of fear. Uh, this kind of gives you a new way to look at reality of how we manifest things in this way, and if they can get enough people. To believe in something then it manifests itself you know maybe it did manifest after we all believed in it as we were saying in the beginning um but the whole thing is if you can recognize that all of this could have happened without a virus with with just straight propaganda then you can start to see what you know what is the potential of of what can be done with this religion of science
0: well yeah, you've got that and then you've got like the the poison, the snake poison idea. Um
1: yeah, well and, I'm happy to be a smoker at that point, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, right? My my <laughs> woman's like maybe we should order some nicotine patches. <laughs> yep. You know, and, and smoke on top of it. But <laughs> um, hey, I never got COVID. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> I I didn't really believe in the whole thing. I I saw there were there was something that swept through our town. I live in a little town and and something swept through and it was it was hitting everybody. And I'm thinking, man, I'm I'm so healthy. I'm not gonna get this. And you know, even if I do get it, I don't take antibiotics, I don't do any of that. I I did end up with it. Two guys up at the bar where I uh go shoot pool every once in a while, they were uh both saying that some they had something wrong with their lungs and it hit them really quick and it just came on all of a sudden over the past few hours and I'm like I'm sitting next to them and I'm thinking I'm not going to get what they got I'm too healthy I'm I'm I feel great everything's cool and man I w- within 24 hours it started hitting me and this was before you know the whole lockdowns and all this stuff so it w- really wasn't. You know, it really wasn't being promoted in the news and all that at that point. My woman had had the same thing two months prior. So we there was something going through the town, but it was interesting. One kid died, a 10-year-old. Uh, it was in the local paper. And and so then they say that all this thing's out. So at, at first, I'm thinking, man, this came through. Everybody in town's already had it. And now they're trying to scare us all into saying it's still coming, but it's already came through and it did its damage and moved on. You know, I beat it with a shot of tequila every night. That's, that's, it took seven days, seven shots. I was done. I'm like this, you know, the hell with this, I'm back up and going, getting busy and going to work and staying on top of things. So, but it was, uh, how, how did it sweep through is, is is interesting to me before it ever got promoted you yeah, know, I had so, a friend that,
1: that had what he called a transcendental flu, uh, mm. that he went into this, you know, he came out a different person. He said that after he went through all of this, and this was like October of 2019. Right. So,
0: you know, DW weapons, there's all kinds of possibilities. Again, I'm, I'm undecided on this as well, because a lot of people say 5g, but I did my due diligence and I called all the time. Ta- I went and. I called all the companies in ta- in that have towers in our small town and outside of our town. I know who they are. It's AT and T, T-Mobile, Verizon, and I called all their companies. And I said I acted like a like a a goofball, you know. I'm like, hey, I really want to know if you guys got 5G. I've got the newest uh, Apple iPhone, and I'd really love to have 5G. Do your towers have 5G? If not, when are you gonna get it? And, and I recorded this, you know, so I have the evidence. And they're like, sorry, sir, we don't have 5G in your town yet. We're planning on doing it in the next couple of years. So we didn't even have 5G towers anywhere in Dent County. So it's not, I ruled that out. It's right. not 5G. What was it then? You know, so it's that's why I still have a question mark over that. And I I remember reading an interesting paper from Arizona State University where they talked about how this stuff jumps from one person to another, and they compared it. They were talking about um, the Regeneron and horse, uh, horse uh, antibodies and all that, and how they create the uh, the snake uh, antibodies for rattlesnake bites and things like that. And they talked about about very interesting that not a lot of people in the research community caught this paper. But I was doing deep search, and I it was published. I want to say January of twenty one, if I'm right. But it talked about enzymatic reactions and how they occur in the body, and that when you're exposed to a poison. And this is why they they brought up the horses in this in this particular talk. But this paper um, that you just exposure to a person who's been poisoned. Will cause an enzymatic reaction in you, you'll start producing enzymes that think they're fighting this. <laughs> so you actually mirror the person that you're close proximity with. And so you could you could sort of say that's being in close proximity to a person whose waves emitting waves of that particular frequency cause a frequency reaction in you. I'm more likely to think along those lines because as tesla said everything really is vibration and frequency and you know the mind wave universe as russell talks about is is par excellent and that could explain at least even more into maybe bridging along with a holographic blood kind of analysis a better way to look at these things and how they actually work in nature
1: yes i mean the only time that i felt at all like ill uh i i it was never severe but i was i was, was so lethargic and it was like it was a uh synthetic entity or something uh in me because i um it would come and go in waves like i'd be fine all day and then i'd set my clock for 5 p.m and say okay i'm gonna be sick at five and then next thing i know yeah boom it would hit and it was just more of a lethargic type of sensation where I just really couldn't move at all. I didn't have any sort of mucus or phlegm or anything like that. No sneezing, mm-hmm. coughing, aching, or anything. Just. Uh, but this was after coming into contact with a vaccinated person, so I had these, you know, huge thoughts on on shedding. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I wasn't around this person very long and they weren't showing any symptoms of illness or anything, but I found out later that they had been vaccinated. Mm. So uh, that would make more sense that I was picking up on their vibration and and getting, because there was no, you know, there was no contact. So, you know, this whole idea of shedding has been a, a curious idea for me. And I think your thoughts explain that a little better.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just was able to pull up the, the article but it's university of arizona researchers find link between covid deaths and snake venom so it's
1: <laughs> yeah
0: i mean why is why is that the only university in the world that re, you know did this research and releases a paper on it but if you just type in a uh, snake venom covid uh U- ua it'll come up for you um it was a, actually made the news in a short story as well but yeah i just tend to think you know we obviously know, and I don't want to throw all of science under the bus, mind you. There there has been a lot of good stuff that has come out of the scientific world, but anything that has fear attached to it, guys, you got to be really careful with that. So put your shields up and always, you know, listen to all, but believe none. Because at the end of the day, you're going to, you know, what you believe, what you think and agree with is going to become your worldview. So it's, we're living in times where you have to, kind of be like a snake and shed your skin of beliefs and, and things you thought you knew. And until you walk around it, you know, take the 360 degree tour and walk around something all the way. And then you gather your evidence as a researcher and, and do what the media should be doing. And uh, you can learn the truth about anything that way. It's it's really a, a defensive mechanism in a, a very oppressive, offensively oppressive world that we live in of one way you know, fear-based models of control. And always remember, too, that everything is two-way. So your will and desire to discover the universe must meet you halfway with the truth. Eventually, you'll get there. So
1: it does rise to the surface. I was getting into that last week's show, the idea that... Uh, We can fake so much and you can't really believe anything. You know, we can't believe we landed on the moon. You can't believe planes hit the Twin Towers. You can't believe uh, even that (laughs) Joe Biden is not Bo Biden. Uh, (laughs) You know, (laughs) right. It's crazy times right now. Big time, big time for sure. So as we start to look into this philosophy of ourselves and uh, how we create this universe and uh, you you had a great tweet here. I, I want to share it. Sure. Uh, so you say the most difficult realization you had coming to grips with your entire life, your hardest lesson, your biggest hurdle uh, was that your worst and most formidable enemy enemy in the universe was you. <laughs> So you say, if I could best the physical, mental, and spiritual image that stood in front of that mirror and recreate it, shape it into something good, and correct the past mistakes it made, then I could do anything. There is no external enemy in this whole universe uh, that is greater than what stands in front of you in your own mirror. And that is the key to the universe. That really... You 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 conclude that with if we are to defeat the evil in the world out there, we must begin by defeating the enemy within first. And that that to me is is everything. That is our mm. you know, everybody's looking to Donald Trump, everybody's looking to Jasara and Nasara and the White Hats and uh, you know, always looking out there for our solutions to the ills of the world and yet. All the answers are right here, and and it's the only thing you can affect, right? Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I think it it really speaks to... This is the problem with with evil, is it's very easy. And I equate evil... I I think the word evil, people, if they can burn this into their consciousness, when you hear that word, just think unbalanced. You know, it's 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 not a force all of its own. I'm convinced through my research of 25 plus years now that we create evil, man does in particular, because I went out to nature. I went to the highest mountain in Missouri, uh, Tomasoc Mountain, and I called out the devil in a thunderstorm that was raging. And I like to tell this story, but... <laughs> Uh, God showed up instead, and I nearly got struck by lightning three times. I'm standing on top of Devil's Tollgate, cussing the devil as this raging storm's coming on. I'm saying, come and get me. Come and get me, motherfucker, because I'm going to take you out. You know, I had had it. I had had it with the devil. He was messing with me, stopping my life from happening. And... God showed up instead. Three lightning bolts struck around me. I dropped to the ground instantaneously. They they didn't all three strike at once. It was like, kapow. And that's when I dropped to the ground. I could smell burning granite. My hair stood up like, like I was touching a, a static ball or something. And then there's another kapow, and I'm just I'm curled up in a fetal position at this point. And then a, a third kapow and burning granite smell and little smoke. And I could feel flakes of like sand smacking into my face. And I realized the voice, there was a voice that said, there is no devil. There is only me. And I went, what the, (laughs) and this was probably one of the most profound experiences I've ever had in my life. And, you know, that, that was the last day I was a Christian and that was 1999, sometime around there. And I had twins that were born. They were only, you know, three or two, two and a half years old or so. And uh, I was going through hard times, fidelity issues, and the devil's always messing with me. And and so I created a living hell for myself. And I, I didn't really realize it until much later on. And now that I've had some time to look back at my life and I realize that I was, you know, my most formidable enemy, because I could lie, but I never was good at lying to other people until I got good at lying to myself. And that's what makes it so formidable, because the minute you tell yourself one lie, you have to tell yourself another to protect the first one. And then you're so eventually you write a line of darkness of blackness on your own soul. And that that's called a lie. And eventually that light's going to come out one way or another, if not by force or through front some, uh, you know, life-changing moment, car accident, whatever. However, you can't hold that back. And eventually all light has to come to the surface. And, you know, my marriage ended in shambles. There was just not not a good thing for me at that period of time. And then I started the, the whole quest into self, you know, really looking at the self and, I learned time and time again that, and there would be many more lessons over the next 10 years before I realized that, man, the decisions I'm making and the patterns I'm repeating are causing me nothing but pain and suffering in my life. And I'm really good at it, you know, but I like to say evil is unbalanced. I was creating those unbalances in my life, not some demon or devil in some other dimension. It was me. I'm good enough to be a I'm good enough to be the devil himself. And so is everyone listening to this program. Look in the mirror. That is the most dangerous person in the world. Why? Because only that person in the mirror can fuck up your life. It's a hard lesson, right? Yeah. <laughs> but ultimately, when you realize this, you can also be the savior of your own life. And that to me is the living message of what a Christ does of what Jesus did, of what the Savior story in itself is you getting off your ass and doing what you need to do to save yourself, to remake yourself, to to recreate yourself into, uh, you know, to be able to uh, correct past mistakes, which means don't make them anymore. <laughs> you know it's really simple when you stop making the same repetitious mistakes the when you when you get to the cause of any effect the effect ceases and so you void it you void its repetition and that's what i mean by correcting mistakes you you just simply void their ability to reoccur but that's really the the path to selfhood is you have to accept the responsibility that you are your own worst enemy cuz you you can either choose the right things for you, or you choose the wrong things. But it's not evil if you choose on balance. It's you doing this to yourself. And there's no greater enemy than ourselves. And if we each get ourselves tuned up and in harmony with the greater universe, nature, via God, and etc., our souls or our true self, then the world has one less shadow in it. And if millions of us were to be able to do that, the shadow would become obvious, it would be a quick defeat for you know those who commit these acts of unbalance in the world. And w- instead of looking at demons and devils we and angels, we can look at them archetypally. These people are operating on archetypes, not demons and angels, because you can't arrest a demon. You can't take a demon to court. You can't try him in a court of law, and you certainly can't throw a demon in a prison cell. But a human, you can. And so, my documentary is all based about getting people out there in this new cage movement out of this cage back into reality so we can do the real work that great minds like Jung and even Freud do a degree and others. And, 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 uh, God, there's so many. auto Rank, you could just go on and on with these incredible minds who have written the books and the works that that Western man can use to cure him of his Watiko and every other kind of ill that is mentally formed in this universe by himself.
1: Yeah. I think of Jesus teaching, walking on water and just Mm. uh, laughing as they fall face first into the water and saying, Oh, ye of little faith. Right. (laughs) Yep. Faith in the self
0: is if you have just a mustard seed worth, you can move a mountain, you know, Get a bulldozer. It'll take a while, but you can move them out.
1: No doubt about it. So what is going on at philosophy.org? What do you got going on here? And uh, I want to give everybody the promo code that they can use to enjoy this more. Uh, If you guys go to philosophy.org and uh, go to the books and go to the store, you can get a 20% discount using code FREEMAN20, all caps, FREEMAN20 in your checkout but let's let's talk about the university and science and philosophy a little bit just explain that to us what this is
0: yeah it's the it's the basically the walter russell foundation uh they changed the name in 1957 because they couldn't call themselves a university until the irs granted them their 501c3 status and they had a curriculum that was eventually put into effect in 1951 called the home study course which a lot of the knowledge that I share with you guys in all my podcasts, I, I got to credit the Russells. People know this, obviously, when they hear me talk. But, I mean, one of the things that that helped me so much in my life were these teachings. And I, I give all credit where all credit is due. And it's one of the most inspirational philosophies I've ever come across. And I've read many, and there are some really great philosophies out there. And uh, this just happens to be my favorite because it's coming from an artist, a guy who mastered all the five fine arts. So the university is a continuation of Walter Russell Foundation. It's got its own curriculum, and this curriculum focuses on what is the purpose of man, what is man's mind, what is man's soul, his spirit, how does man in his own being relate to God and communicate with God directly, moment to moment, and how does man learn to command nature so that he can freeze his own thoughts into forms we call bodies so it's really the the philosophy of unfolding your own genius of becoming the best you living your best life and just learning to uh live in balance and harmony with nature and your fellow man and also be maximum output you can turn that volume knob up to 10 and really piss the neighbors off you know <laughs> not just kidding but um will talk aside I think the university is really just you know it's currently the the thing that protects and and preserves the Walter Russell legacy and his wife Leo and this incredible philosophy and all the 64 tons of art and sculpture uh, is housed in Waynesboro which I moved and set up there so I think I actually heck if it was eight years ago you might not even know that we did get the artwork back out on display and all set up back onto the world stage. So I'm happy to say that I helped in that preservation. I led the effort and uh, all the people that helped I'm grateful for. And, you know, you can enjoy the the philosophy by visiting philosophy.org or you can go see it in person, which I actually recommend. If you're close to Virginia, Waynesboro, Virginia, all the details are at philosophy.org. And yep just enter that code uh, freeman2020 all caps and you'll save 20% off all books and booklets until the end of September
1: That's awesome Yeah it, it kind of takes me back to this whole UFO UAP thing that they're really pushing out on us now and the you know I wonder what the thought process is of trying to engender this into our brains and uh, the the constant ideas of what the aliens think of us And uh, the most common theme is that they think of us as containers of souls and that there's some sort of a soul experiment going on on planet Earth and that these entities are here to kind of guide us down a a rabbit hole, if you will, so that we'll eventually uh, ascend in in a way and that this has been a, a motif that has been going on so currently. That concept of God's uh, uh, re-envision of the universe and how we achieve ascension is now being handed over to the extraterrestrials, and, and uh, we're just a large petri dish of culture. Uh, any thoughts on that? Oh, man,
0: I could give you a handful. Um, from a psychological perspective, it's another mechanism of control and another external savior um we can't save ourselves we need et to help us you know hollywood's floated this option they every hollywood movie for the most part that i've seen uh, early 80s 90s and actually this you can go back to the 50s when all this you know the war of the worlds broadcast in 1938 orson wells you know 200 and something people committed suicide because of that broadcast (laughs) and there weren't anything physical signs in the in the atmosphere for any of these people to do that they were listening to the radio and they thought it was really happening let that sink in folks right (laughs) but it's it's psychologically it's it's that and then you've got the question do these things are they actual extra terrestrial and this is where i differ from a lot of people um, I remember the stories of Olaf Jansen and the inner earth. I, I tend to think that, and this is just a theory of mine, but, and it comes from uh, Jose Sastre, who was a, a friend of mine back in the late nineties. And we used to talk about this and he said, what if these interdimensional entities that are cloaked are actually reptilian are, they're, they're reptiles, but they're um, velociraptors. He goes, and they survived where the other dinosaurs died out. I've had this thought. (laughs) Have you really? (laughs) Yes. And so that's the actual David Icke reptilians, not some interdimensional. They're actually walking physical things that, and if you, if you think about like Jurassic Park, how they make out the reptiles to be really super intelligent, they can open doors and they figure things out. And it's almost like Hollywood's telling you, right? Like, Hey. Reptiles really do run you guys, but they're real creatures, right? And then you got predator, right? Predator is what? A a reptilian-looking dude that cloaks himself in the environment. But then I I love the quote by Arnold, if it bleeds, we can kill it. And if that's one way that I think about, you know, I don't need an interdimensional entity. You know, I want to eradicate this infestation because it's trying to eradicate us. Right. So if you, if you're not well in yourself, you're not going to help in the fight. You're going to hinder it. You're going to get people killed. And not only that you're going to get, you know, in a, in a fire fireman situation, they tell us we're the most important person on the scene yourself is because if you don't, if you are not aware of your surroundings and what's going on around you, you can get yourself hurt and other people hurt. So that's one of the attractions to firefighting, and and one of the more nobler traits of it is that it does it does champion the individual and their own awareness on a scene to be better as a team of of people who get together voluntarily or otherwise to do a job and save lives and property and things like that. And I would say it's the same for the truth community. If we're going to be effective, we need to first, you know, be effectual to ourselves, and then we can extend from there outward but if this is a real enemy and it's something that does bleed and it can be killed then you know let's go get them <laughs> i'm just waiting i i got buddies ready you know if if one of them doors opens and yeah, i've heard all this stuff about in ground and and army operations where they go in and they they have wars with these things underground and you know who knows if that's all true or not but I tend to think on the interterrestrial side, I think these things are from this planet. 99% of me feels like it's man-made stuff and they're just using it as a cover, you know, to do their Project Blue Beam grand operation where they present the new savior and all the governments are behind it. And now they have the world government, bar none, you know, Bill Cooper, you can look at all these different guys and David Icke, others who've written about the, you know, the purpose of it all and what it's going to bring in. And so, yeah, again, it's, it's another thing I'm not hundred percent settled on. And I'll, I may walk around this thing for another 50 years. We may <laughs> never know. We might know tomorrow, but I do not trust this government. And I don't think that believing them when it comes to the UFO thing is going to help us to really discern the truth. It, it's very questionable. Kind of like that gal on the plane who said that motherfucker ain't real. <laughs> you know, all the time that humans spent watching her video, we could have held forty thousand Nurembergs back to back, and and tried real living human beings instead of. I, I don't want to say wasting our time or energy, but let's just say this certainly from a psychological angle should be thought of as a distraction as well as other things. You know, it's not just one thing ever. It's filled with distractions right now. Yeah. I mean, why? Because this administration is basically piecemealing this country off one chunk at a time to whoever internationalists will buy it. I mean, our border's wide open. We have literally thousands and thousands, and our little town's filling up with Hondurans. And we're just a little town of, you know, 15,000 people in the whole county, 5,000 in the town. And there's probably in the past uh, year, uh, 120% increase on on these uh, illegals coming in. It's not their fault. I understand that. But at the same time, what is the bigger agenda? And, you know, we have to look at things as they are, as unfortunate and depressing and and sometimes scary as it can be, you know, the only way we're going to fix a solution, especially in firefighting, is to respond to it. And we don't call ourselves first reactors, people. We call ourselves first responders. There is no phrase I've heard of called problem response solution. So maybe we should start using that and, and not react to things any longer. Let's let's think them out and respond and really make some ground, break some ground
1: here. Absolutely. Well. In our current world, it is uh, hard to not get topical. I, I try to stick to philosophy and topics and thoughts and ideas, but at the same time, it's it's nearly impossible not to discuss what the hell is going on on planet Earth. And sure. so as a firefighter, uh, any thoughts on the response and reactions to the Maui fire? Man,
0: you know, it's got DEW written all over it. Really, and um, you know, I, I would I would not even call them directed energy weapons. I would call them directed human weapons, weapons against humans, because there there are just so many questions around that whole thing. The the guy who was the uh, the head of uh, the police or the sheriff's in Nevada ends up there. I mean, yeah, it's it, that that's a strange thing. And then there's just all these anomalies, right? And anomalies are what happen when you apply a bad theory. So the theory that it's just weather caused this is just most people, I think, are more hip now than they ever have been. And that's one of the side effects that they didn't anticipate with their COVID operation is that you're going to. And and neither did they anticipate it with nine eleven, which woke up millions of people. But now there's probably tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions, of people that are awake and paying attention. So that's a good thing. It's a different but world
1: than when I began. That's for sure.
0: Exactly. I mean, it was a lonely place back back in two thousand one. You know, mm-hmm. shit, man. I didn't want to come out of the house most days. But you, know, you go to work, and people say you're. You know, you just try to say stuff and counter something somebody's saying that they're parroting from the news and you're like dude i don't think that and they think you're out of your mind but so it's a nice place when you can be around others who are out of their minds too (laughs) it's not as lonely you know today i went to the dentist and and i say to the lady now i don't want any fluoride treatments i go so make sure the polish stuff you use isn't fluoride she goes oh okay so she goes and gets this pumice. It's just natural raw pumice without flavoring or without, you know, You these are the little things you can do. But, you know, I'm like, so do, do your clients, uh, do they, are you seeing more people ask to to not be given fluoride these days than before? She goes, yeah, well, um, you know, it's, it's, I just leave it up to the person to decide. I'm like, yeah, it is a, a free will universe, but it's, you know, I'll, I'll say this much if I'd have said that 20 years ago in a a dental office, they would have probably tried to convince you to take it or, you know, so there, there is some opening up for sure. And I'm loving seeing what I'm seeing as far as the Maui fires. I don't know. I didn't really, well, I didn't I didn't see anything about firefighters.
1: That's That was my point, right? Like, in there was any of the no stories response. or any of it. Right. Right. So, there was a huge military base there. There was no response. And then most of the people just listened to authority and uh, kept themselves trapped right there to be burned right. to death in their cars. Like, yep. you know, that's the part that shocks me is that these people were so gripped by authority that they would not drive away from a fire. I don't yeah care.
0: and that 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 is very scary you know when you think of also to the burning man which we discussed earlier off air but you know there's the authorities block the only two or, or the one of the only exits keeping seventy four thousand people in the mud and cold number one i wouldn't be caught dead in a, in a large event like that um personally that's just not the kind of stuff i i attend but um I just, you know, you got to be really extra careful these days. And, you know, the thought of them using this kind of technology against us is, I'll tell you what, they, they, they might try, but ultimately the universe, let's just say the law of balance to the degree is it is broken is to the degree it will break you in return. And I speak from experience and I think we can all, you know, I got rid of the, I don't need any law in this world of man because I obey one law and that one law is the law of balance. And it's really, to me, you know, people have their 10 commandments or whatever, but this is really the the simplify unify uh, equation is that one law and they are not above it and they're getting hit from all directions. We don't see the progress as much as I'd like us to see it. But every day that we make posts, we go on and we try to assist our fellow man and in, in getting them to take a look around and and do better and treat themselves nicer and and be better to themselves, which you end up being better to your neighbors. And you know, I'm not saying be a bleeding heart at all, but you know, the the solution to this is that we each need to step up, and the more we do, and and just find that continuity that that rhythm in your life that you can keep going with it you know and and that's going to be the thing that really helps you know cuz you're you're taking an active approach and you're responding to the troubles that are before us and we can certainly multiply that with every mind that comes becomes more centered in this effort
1: so we see a lot of uh, groups forming, and and then these group think uh, then take on their own uh, force. And we watch as you know uh, BLM, you know, uh, takes on a mindset of its own, and now we've got all these race relation problems and everything else. That so it seems that if people start joining in groups that this tends to uh, blow up in your face more than actually coming together. Or if you look at the Jan Sixers, the January Six people, and uh, gathering together in a good cause, and now they're all facing 18, 22 years in prison. Mm. Um, you know, it seems that when you start getting into groupthink, that this is an engineered proposal that then can be used against you.
0: Yeah, there's there's no doubt there. Um, you know, the unfortunate thing about January sixth um, is that it was a federal operation. I mean, that's pretty clear now yeah. when you you look at the Tucker interviews with the former Capitol police chief, how he said he wasn't given intelligence that even people in Antifa had the intelligence. Right, they're part of the operation. But the guy in charge of the Capitol Police was left out of those discussions. I mean, it's it's blatantly obvious that it was an operation. I felt like I wanted to go, actually, in the beginning. And that's that little voice in my head said, nah, you don't need to go to that.
1: And I'm glad I didn't. So, i had the same thought and i did a show about it and i yeah. i described exactly what happened in 99 with the imf wto protests and what i witnessed there and exactly what was going to occur if uh, right. people tried this again in january and uh, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was the same just like no guys uh, you know yeah i've I mean, seen I this totally, before
0: i totally support people's right to protest the government for a redress of their grievances i think that's an important part of a of a republic um but the one thing you got to be really careful of is that they utilize that that movement to their own advantage it's very very unbalanced in the way that they they do what they do um i i was fortunate to meet ashley babbitt's mom at cause Fest in nashville back in uh june and um a harrowing story. I mean, to hear them tell it and two other ladies whose husbands are in prison, one because their own 18-year-old son turned their dad in. I mean, this is you're seeing the 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 real pain on real faces. And people think Ashley Babbitt was a plant, guys. I, I met her mom. I saw her tears. People don't make that shit up, okay? So so whoever thinks it's it's all, you know, that whole thing is staged. It's that's definitely not Something that a mom would stage or agree to be part of and no heart would, you know, no, no heartless person would stand out in in the cold all the days that she has. So to me, it's like, it's just, you know, we're dealing with something that's in its death throes and it knows it's that this, the target of this new world order is the United States. It was always the final target. (laughs) Other countries are easy. It was easy to convince Mao to kill a bunch of his own people. All you had to do was give the guy several suit pallets worth of hundred dollar bills, tell him he could have anything he wants. Here's, that's why Kissinger met with him from July nine through 11 in 1971. He made a deal and said, look, we're going to give you all our manufacturing, but we want you to, you know, they made a deal much sooner than that, actually in the fifties, but. That was one of the testing grounds for this uh, operation called Communism 101 and Takeover. It's always been their vehicle. So, you know, as a republic, we have a grave responsibility to be up to date on how these people operate. Unfortunately, we're behind the curve because we're learning how they operate, even on a day-to-day basis. And now they're coming out with these new weapons, these exotic weapons, you could say, and so that's now a new learning curve. But again, the more our head is in the game, the more we learn about, you know, and read Sun Tzu, read The Prince by Machiavelli, read um, The Art of War, uh, and and anything you can get your old hands on when it comes to strategy, because so it's going to help you in the long run to understand that a lot of the stuff, Sololensky's rules for radicals blame your opponent for the things you're guilty of, to take the blame and defer it off of you onto them. And we're dealing with some ancient play manuals here, but they're not beyond knowing how these things work and then responding to them in a fashion that, you know, helps protect the values and virtues that we're fighting for.
1: They had to convince us to hate ourselves and Mm -hmm. then convince us to hate our nation and then convince the world to hate America. That's that's how it all went down, and it started with the individual, and then it went to the national, and then it went to the world, guys, and that's the whole satanification of America, that's why all eyes point at America, when we start looking at the, you know, when you're looking at uh, weather modification, when you're looking at uh, earthquake weapons, when you're looking at directed energy weapons, when you're looking at 9-11 was an inside job, when you're looking at uh, all of the evils going on in the world, all fingers are pointed at America. You know, we're not talking about uh, Russia or China, and and their uh, you know, it it. I mean, we do, but not in the same way that we're pointing all fingers at America like it is now, because they need the world to want us destroyed, and before they could do that, they needed us to want us destroyed, and that's really the whole game plan here. Yeah. So don't assist them. exactly you know sharpen up
0: get in tune and use the two-way power of this universe to your advantage you know one thing they don't want you to know is that this universe has to meet you halfway in every effort that you make so whatever it is you you want to build to create that is your mind idea you know the universe must meet you halfway in the effort so you're never working alone. And that power, that God power is within each and every one of us. And and that's another one of the the messages of of what a living Christ is. To be your, you know, to live the example is really the 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 caveat here. We are not helpless beings. We're extremely powerful. And it's time that we we let that sink in and be our motivation.
1: Well, that is a great place to wrap up this first hour, Matt. Fantastic. So, you guys, I hope you will go on over to philosophy.org and use promo code FREEMAN20, all caps, and uh, get these products, get these uh, thoughts in your head, because that's where it all begins, guys. It all starts in the mind. The universe is mental, and that is how they manipulate us. I mean, yeah, we're watching as they have godlike powers and uh, using weather wars and all of these other... uh, weapons that we can't possibly identify or explain or even know where they are coming from i mean we're about to get hit by another massive hurricane here on the east coast after hurricane hillary after the fires after the fires in greece after the fires in british columbia after the fires in california after you know it it definitely looks like the end of the world uh but that's all in in being projected into your mind so that we can manifest that into reality and uh You can't take on these these powers because we can't even point a finger at where they're at, Uh, you know, be it extraterrestrials or godlike weapons. There's no one to point the finger at. And so it's all down to you. And so if you go and you get these philosophical ideas into your mind and understand that you are the Christ that you're looking for. That's when things start to change. And I know that we're going that way. And maybe this whole ET concept of us uh, being in this evolution of ascension is true. Uh, Maybe it has nothing to do with extraterrestrials. But as Matt pointed out with the Jungian theory, that it's all in our minds and that we are manifesting it in order to um, bring it into reality so that we can address it. So there's many levels and layers to this whole damn thing, but it all begins with you. So, thank you all so much for tuning in. And please share the show. Let everybody know it's on every podcast player out there. You know, any app you want is the, just going to look for the free zone with Freeman TV. And uh, freemantv.com, of course, is the website. <laughs> And we'll give more love to Steve again. Uh, if you want to give Steve any love, please write him Steve at freemantv.com. Let him know any show notes, ideas, thoughts, or anything you want. And you can always write me, freeman at freemantv.com. And follow me on Twitter, guys, at freemantv. Uh, <laughs> I tell you guys, this was, uh, we'll, we'll probably get into this in the next hour, but the idea of what I see in my Twitter feed is is so astounding i mean it's just ungodly the, the the amount of information that i get from satanic ritual abuse to extraterrestrials to you know nfts i don't know uh I, you know my my feed is so bizarre and so and then i sit there and i wonder well wait are other people's feeds look like this Like, I've never seen anybody else's Twitter feed, so I honestly don't know. So it's very curious uh, uh, what algorithm you are in in your timeline right now as compared to anybody else. And do you know? So (laughs) we'll dig into that more deeper. Thank you all. And we'll see you next week.